Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 15th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash fm3 underscore Fran Mirabella. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for having me back on the show. I think I was, uh, was a week or two ago, and we were just saying how it had been so long. So yeah, thanks man. for having me back quickly. I'm happy to be hosting with you. It's been a minute since I've hosted with you. And every yes. time I host with you, I always got a shout out. Your camera setup is so good, and I'm so <laughs> jealous that we've not set up a similar I, camera setup for me. Kevin, what's up? Why can't we yeah. do that? Remember it's when I was like, hey, showcase. do you want me to buy a nice camera? And you're like, you know what? I, I like mine better. No, I'll take I'll take a nice camera. I'll take <laughs> if, if you're going to give me a camera it's that's on late. the level of Fran's camera, I'll take that camera. Fran uses the same camera all you of can. us do. I hate you. Then how does he look so good? He just look. He has more space has... behind him. And yeah, like, I actually don't. The fucking mustache it's is so, so thick is what it is. It's so it thick. Is look so at thick. it. Look, it's power is what it, it really is. Look at that hair yeah. part. I know. Kind of, my God. <laughs> Can we just make this episode just us staring at All right, let's see. Yeah, please. <laughs> my face is going to be red for the rest of the episode. But uh, yeah, you know what's funny? Kev, the lens you always are like, because my lens is pretty close, right, Kev? Mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. it's so close. Well, That's it's like one of those things. Yeah. My, no, I know. I know. My room I, is not that deep, dude. This is only like five feet behind me, that stuff. Oh, my God. It's really not far Wow, that's really not far. Camera trick y'all yeah camera tricks but it's just it, like Kev. if you punched out just a little just a little bit it'll help me out. I don't really, <laughs> well i can sit back kev anyway stay there good man. to be back yeah. on the show we, it's, it's a really gonna... slow news day so we're gonna focus on this for yeah the first... no you're <laughs> you're kidding. for sure gonna be story number one it's gonna be fran's hair uh <laughs> before we before we do actually get into the show show though did either of you guys watch the game over the weekend the fcf game dude yeah it did, did. it was great i was shocked by how awesome right? that was yeah like it was hype. There were like there were like you know lights and effects. Like it was I, way way more flashy than the, than the NFL, I, which I wasn't expecting. I was so upsettingly tense the entire time. I was just like, why uh-huh. do we have to talk so much shit? Like there's no reason oh my I have God. to be this nervous that we're gonna fucking lose this game. But here I am, so nervous. See, I was nervous because aces, Greg. Man. Greg keeps doing the thing where he plays the yeah. Greg character, which I is, know he's gonna to be the heel. He's gonna that talk are famous. shit. To strangers that are famous that are also yeah. rappers <laughs> with dangerous pasts. <laughs> you know? Like, I know allegedly. Greg doesn't listen to the Migos. I listen to the Migos. Allegedly. Right? Allegedly. Like, like let's I not listen piss to the them Migos. Off, you know what I mean? I, and, the, and that's the thing I want to point out. I'm a very Joe big Button. fan of Quavo. I do remember what they did to Joe Button. What they almost did to Joe, Joe Button in academics. And it was scary. It was scary. And so all I'm saying is, Quavo, if you're listening to this, I'm a big fan. If you're going to if you're gonna uh, uh, unleash your wrath, against any of my coworkers, just let it be greg the rest Qua- of us love you we appreciate you it's just Qua- greg who wants the smoke i don't want the smoke quavo if you're listening i i'm i'm not a big fan but like it's from lack of exposure so let me know what i should listen to thank you kevin all my first suggestion they have a song called stir fry i was speaking oh my to quavo. god that beat is i was fire. speaking to quavo directly okay fair that's very fair enough about quavo let's talk about today's news stories which include valheim's meteoric rise ps5 drift updates and is there hope for Stadia? Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you tomorrow is an avengers war table which means we'll be react- reacting to it live uh join greg in a cast of misfits tomorrow at 9 a.m pacific time fran are you showing up for that one i think i'm know. on that tomorrow greg tweeted at me uh, and i think that was the confirmation but we're gonna double check uh, Hell you yeah! Know, I play a lot of Avengers, so it's it's likely anyway. So. What, what are you What are you expecting? Sure pop in. Greg, is today, today's like Greg's day off, right? We, he's uh, not gonna pop. Right. In. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, but, he's um, somewhere on a mountain somewhere. Yeah, in terms of the war table tomorrow, I mean, I know a lot of people like never even played Avengers. Some who did really got into it. Um, the movement and the um, sort of the skill tree gameplay is really good per character, but it's not enough to do in it. And so they're likely to release yet another character. Uh, we know it's Hawkeye. Um, they just had Kate Bishop before that, the other Hawkeye. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it should be news on that. And we're hoping like a little more on like what to play because there's just 
character releases are they're okay but it's mm -hmm. really not a lot to do because you're playing all the old content just to like level up a skill tree for, for the most part there was a little bit of new content with kate bishop but not a ton are you expecting any surprises like do you think they no. bust out black panther uh, and wakanda or anything no, I mean, did, no? Did they, I, I thought, <laughs> don't even get me started on Avengers <laughs> and this whole, this goes all the way back to last September when we were so hyped. There was, you know, potential leaks. I had actually played some leaked content that actually leaked under the live server. It was their raid-like activity um, called the, uh, the cloning lab and it's still not out. So it's a really weird like sequence of events of, it seemed like a lot of stuff was coming and then nothing did. Um, and yes, you were right, though, um, you know, they pull back on the Wakanda stuff because of Chadwick's death, um, even though he's not in the game, like respectfully for Black Panther. Yeah, for um, that character. Yeah, and it made total sense. But I thought and Greg agreed, you know, it was after, OK, give it a month and then we can talk about that content that's coming. There's been rumors and leaks and nothing. So it will be a true surprise when that day comes. But I would not hold my breath mm -hmm. for tomorrow to be that day with, with the way things have gone. So we'll see. Mm. You can tune into that reaction live tomorrow. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Graham of Legend, David Mindtel, Trent Berry, Blackjack, Louise Aguiar, James Davis, and the Nanobiologist. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, ExpressVPN, and Logitech, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, a little game called Valheim is Steam's biggest ever launch for a survival game. I'm going to pull from Matt Perslow at IGN. And before I even get into it, Fran, have you been keeping up with the Valheim madness? Oh, yes. And we'll discuss it at length, but I have not played it yet. But that is part of the discussion here, I think, is it's it's meteoric rise here and you can't yeah. you can't not hear about valheim these days came out of nowhere i woke up one day and everybody was playing valheim and talking about it again i'm going to pull from matt Purcell at ign yeah. who writes about it being the biggest ever uh, launch for a survival game valheim is already nearly the biggest survival game ever on steam it's not even a fortnight old on february 14th <laughs> valheim hit an all-time peak of 367,443 players yeah i think they did it on purpose uh on steam yeah. barely good, two weeks following its february 2nd release compared to the most <clears throat> popular survival games on steam this makes it the fastest growing game in in the in the genre ever its key genre rivals rust and arc survival evolve cannot cannot boast such a high number of concurrence in their entire lifetimes and only hit comparable peaks years after launch. The only barrier to Valheim claiming the crown of most concurrent players of a survival game ever is the all-time high held by Terraria, which hit 489,886 players in May 2020. It should be noted that this was a short and unusual spike caused by the announcement and launch of Terraria's final ever update. On a normal day, Terraria pulls in around 30 to 50,000 players, with its prior highest peak occurring on June 29, 2015, with 159,171 players. As such, Valheim is already bigger than Terraria. Uh, Terraria has been for almost all of its lifetime. For a better comparison, look at the two survival games that stay almost cemented near the top of the Steam most played list, Rust and Ark. Despite launching in early access in 2014, Rust only hit more than 100,000 concurrent players as recently as March 2020. Ark had a much faster trajectory. Uh, after launching in June 2015, it hit over 100,000 concurrent players in January 2017. Ark's all-time peak is 157,400, which it hit in March 2020. Rust, meanwhile, hit its all-time peak of 245,243 in January 2021. This puts Valheim's growth far ahead of its genre competition and more in line with the viral explo explosion of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. But even PUBG, which launched in March 2017, took three months to hit more than Valheim's current high of simultaneous players with a then high of 382,779 concurrent <clears throat> back on July 10th. 2017 it's a lot of numbers in here but fran is valheim's meteoric rise out of nowhere uh a surprise to you nothing surprises me these days when uh something goes viral in terms of live streaming games or youtube you know games that blow up that everybody's watching and talking about but especially the live streaming community um so yeah i saw this one coming and uh i sort of laughed when i when i saw this headline because for weeks 
since it came out, I've been thinking, oh man, I got to try Valheim. Like literally the day of it started to get fast traction on Twitch, you know, and since I sort of live my life there now, I could see it coming. And uh, I'm like, man, I really need to check it out, but I cannot handle any more games right now. I have like way too much. So I said, I just can't dip my toe in this because I keep dipping my toe in each one of these ponds. And then I feel there's so many games I'm like incomplete at, right? I'm like the master of none. Um, and, and, and a love game. So anyway, you know, the moral here is I saw it coming. I wish that I would now had played it so I could talk about why this game is likely so awesome because neither one of us have played it, right? Mm. Um, but I have seen some of it, and, and I totally, I get the gist of it. Uh, you know, the whole, I don't know a ton about it, but it seems that you sort of like live this really tough life. As a Viking, kind of get started and start leveling things up, build things, um, and there's some group playing stuff in it, but I, I haven't studied up on it. And so I don't know. Do you know much about it? Because I think that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't know too much about it. I did watch a little bit, a little bit of it being streamed uh, over the last week. And the main things I pull is, yeah, it's, it's a survival game. It's very much a survival game. Uh, very beautiful. Like it has like a low poly. Yeah, cool aesthetic. Style. Yeah, very cool aesthetic. Like it looks like it's it's low poly and so it looks kind of like an old game but yeah it's the colors are very vibrant it's a little painterly mm -hmm. yeah and so it looks really awesome and then also it's very it's norse mythology uh inspired and so you have a lot of those elements in there too and from what i can tell it just seems like one of those ones where people <clears throat> flock to it because it's a fun game to kind of fuck around in uh which seems to be a very very much like a theme especially over the last year people looking for games to kind of get lost in and hang out with friends in you know like look going into valheim it doesn't seem like the focus at least for the streams that i've been watching the focus hasn't been like all right we're gonna get heavy into pvp all right we're all gonna you know build that shit let's get fucking deep into gameplay all the streams that i've tuned into so far i've been people hanging out and like doing the doing the survival game thing right collecting resources mm -hmm. building their bases yes. doing all that stuff but like i need wood for this mm -hmm. yeah but it seems it, it seems like the 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 latest example of a game coming out and being a great social experience for people kind of similar to different but similar to among us where that game comes out and that game blows up because people are looking for ways to interact with people because everybody's stuck at home right now or looking for the next thing to be the next wave um i do have an article here that can pull up that is that does explain a bit of what is allheim or valheim uh, i'm gonna pull from sports kita uh an article written by tk who, who kind of breaks it down for us Valheim is a sandbox survival experience based on the PvE model. This Viking-themed survival game allows up to 10 players to explore a specific world in Valheim. It managed to earn an overwhelmingly positive review status on Steam. This came within 10 days of the game's release and early access. The developer at Iron Gate AB have done, ex uh, have done exceedingly well to earn the trust of the gaming community within three early updates. These updates help fix in-game bugs and glitches while also enhancing the in-game experience for players. The game also boasts a fairly simple gameplay mechanic, uh, or boasts, boasts of fairly simple gameplay mechanics with a vast open world. Valheim has Viking and Norse-themed surroundings. There are quite a few references to Norse gods like Odin. Uh, the huts, buildings, uh, weapons will be familiar to audiences today as Viking-inspired media has been on the rise in the last decade. Uh, the game hit the 1 million copies sold mark on February 10th, merely nine days after its release, which is insane. Like, for a game, for a game to come out out of nowhere and within 10 days to hit that high of sales, incredible. Um, I guess, Frank, my question for you, because I'm not, I'm, I've historically not been a survival game person. I've been over the last couple of weeks thinking a little bit about trying out Rust in a few other games because mm -hmm. those have been on the, on the come up slash comeback. Cause I know Rust has been around forever. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted, I, I've been low key kind of interested to check these games out because some like there, there's something there, right? There's a pool there that people have been flocking to and getting, uh, addict, addicted in. Have you tried out Rust or any other of the survival games? Yeah, I actually played Rust when it was out in early access a really long time ago, um, but I'm not up current on it. Same thing. Game came back. I'm like, dang, I really should play Rust. And I'm like, I just have too many games that I'm playing right now, you know. So lucky that I like so many types of games that have like a lot to do or repeatability. Um, but yeah, you know, I think people like survival games and the reason I like a lot of, you know, in some ways similar, um, you know, I've been talking about Tarkov recently. It's not 
similar to Rust, but in a way it is because the start the start from zero and the crawl from nothing is a lot of why people get into these games um, and having other people help you and Sherpa you along the way, whether it's your friends or community that you meet online. I think that's a reason why a lot of these start to thrive. Um, ironically, I think that's one of the barriers as well. Um, I've That's one of my main barriers because sometimes I'll just download a game and say, I'm just going to stream this tonight, right? And with Valheim, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I need a couple people to play with, ideally. I, I think you can get started alone, but because of that feeling, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'll, I, I'm not going to try it because I don't want to jump in a game and Brian, find me out. Me will play with you. You know what I mean? No problem. Yeah, I'm not, so is Valheim, I'm assuming it's PC only right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to so. be. Mm-hmm. I'm down, you know? You know what I mean? Like, that sounds PCs. like a fun time. You, you know, do what we do have streaming show every day, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I mean, and yeah, we do. Stream oh, sure, every sure. Day. But like, here's the thing: we should Valheim we should list, play man. tonight so that we can stream it on Thursday and like not go in there and be like, oh, I don't know what any of the buttons. Do. See, here's the thing: I'm yeah, playing, you I'm don't want to be on a show. You're playing Clue tonight. I'm Valheim. I'm playing Clue tonight. Clue. You're playing Clue tonight. I am playing Clue tonight. Yeah, I've I've recently been on the Clue train. I've been very into Clue, and I can't stop. It's a good game. See, this is why we're missing out on these big hype trains. Well, yeah. Anyway, I think. Do you feel with survival games, like, have you played anything, would you say, in that realm of, you know, it's funny because a lot of games you start from zero, but really you don't have enough resources. It's a big crawl up to, like, build yourself up. Do you play anything like that? Or no, like, you? and not really. Like, that. I, I think the thing you say is the exact thing that uh, has kept me from jumping deep into any survival game is the idea of starting from zero and knowing that, it, similar to any RPG, right? Like you're 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 trying to make your way toward a high level. You're trying to build these bases. You're trying to like you're you're, you're trying to progress. That's the whole point of the game, right? Is to get bigger and better and stronger. And the idea of starting from zero in a survival game specifically, I think, has just intimidated me over the years because that seems like a daunting thing. Because you jump in and you yeah. and you know that you're gonna want to put in what a hundred hours into this and that all for 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 a game where you're starting from base zero that doesn't seem to be focused on narrative that's the thing is with rpgs i know i have a story to look forward to and i know that gradually i'm going to level up and get better but i have all these different elements in the game that are going to carry me forward um and and make that grind entertaining where i've just not had that moment yet where i'm like all right let's get into it let's struggle let's collect let's collect shit yeah, I mean, I th- it sounds like you're like me that you never find yourself or it, let me ask you this. Do you find yourself in a situation where you're like, dang, I don't have any games to play right now? Are Not you that really. type of player where like, you run I, out? I, I usually my thing is I very much jump from game to game. Like I'm I'm very much like a do I want I'm, I kind of want a taste of everything. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. want I kind of want that 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 leads to me not spending as much time in singular games like my most played games last year according to my playstation wrap-up were persona 5 royal which i put mm-hmm. like 160 hours into and that's because that's how long that game is yeah and then it was heard. like ghost of Shima legends right because i beat the single player and then i beat legends which ended up at around like 80 hours or so yeah and then i forget what the third game is but it was another game that's not necessarily that type of grind experience like usually i like last to jump in or... i forget i forget what it was i might have been yeah. like apex, apex or something yeah something like yeah. that yeah and I mean, Apex is an example of back when PUBG was first getting hot, I was reluctant to jump into PUBG for the first year mm-hmm. because hearing about that start from zero and having to kind of build up each each match in order to progress or in order to yeah. get strong. Just your skill level, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing where I was like, I don't know if I want to do that because that sounds like a lot of work to lose my work each match. And I ended up later on getting a little bit into PUBG and then falling into Fortnite and then falling into Apex and being like, no, this is awesome. And so I... I'm down to trial Valheim because I, I kind of expect that same trajectory where I'm like, at first I'm like, all right, let's see how this is. And then eventually I get into it because my friends are into it and we find it as a good time together. Yeah, we should check it out. Um, it's obviously on our trajectory now. So I think it's the to do here. But I was going to say the other, you know, to me, the thread here that I find the most interesting and I wish I had like the, you may, re, may or may not remember the factual Among Us like peak concurrence or if we've seen but those were monstrous um yeah but for me what i when i see this though what i find most fascinating i'd love if somebody did a piece on it is like where did this start to blow up and i just suspect a lot of these games are really it is the truly you're seeing influencers um help this stuff rise to the top so sort of who were the first few dominoes you know yeah was it on twitch was it on youtube was it or was it an influence? It had to be, right? A game like this doesn't, it's not like it had some huge marketing campaign, right? 
Well, I, so, I, cut, I cut out the last paragraph uh, of that IGN article, which touches on some of the stuff that you're talking about right that, now that with, with Among Us and all that stuff. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> read all of that person's article, but yeah, towards, yeah, the, yeah. towards the end, he does say here, right? Uh, because of AAA, Valheim can't quite claim to be the fastest growing game on Steam ever, but it certainly it certainly is one of, if not the biggest indie success story on the platform. It's particularly notable uh, how close to to launch. It's particularly notable how close to launch all this comes. While Among Us has a higher all-time peak at 447,476, it took over a year for that game to catch on, spending much of its life with barely a few hundred players. Among Us was also fueled by streamer culture, something which hasn't been a notable part of Valheim's success. So here, IGN is claiming huh. that like streamer culture didn't have as much to do with this, which... Now, I wonder I, why he said that, though, because mm -hmm. I, I've seen nothing but that be the culture around this game, because... It's been nothing but on my radar because of Twitch. You know, I'm always watching in the Same. background. So I wonder, and, I, I and Matt may know thing, better, but I don't know. I, I, I think, think the it difference is because of stream culture. The the difference would probably be that Among Us was a game that launched and you know didn't have that many players at all, and then streamer <clears throat> culture is the sole purpose for that game's success. Whereas Valheim right. is probably is, is probably being boosted by streamer culture, but then everything Prob else around. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, it might have just been like general hyperbole or something, but like the fact is, and that's what's really interesting about Valheim, it released on February 2nd, right? And for it to blow up this fast, plus have this sudden blow up on Twitch, it all came together all at the same time. So it's a chicken and the egg problem. So yeah. I don't know. I, that's why I'd love to know, you know, did it blow up because it had a bunch of amazing reviews? Because I got to tell you, you know, I've been around reviews have done those reviews of you have to play this game it's so awesome but it's an indie game and people don't touch it they're busy with you know their other games because it didn't it's i don't know it doesn't have that triple a appeal and to see it blow up i mean i'm very happy for um you know the developer i think it was was their name was it iron gate um, yeah some some something yeah, like that iron also gate. it's like it's congrats like a five person development team too and so congrats yeah congrats uh, let's switch gears a bit. We're talking about yeah. PC. Let's talk about PS5. Story number two. Uh, the first PS5 Drift Class Action lawsuit has been filed against Sony. Uh, if you've been keeping up, last week we talked about how some people are, some people have reports of PlayStation 5 controller analog drift. Uh, and yeah, there's a, there's a class action lawsuit filed. This is uh, from Marie Dale Sandry at GamesIndustry.biz. Law firm Chimikles, uh, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith LLP filed a class action lawsuit against Sony regarding the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller drift. The lawsuit was filed on February 12th in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York on behalf of plaintiff Lamarck Turner uh, and similarly situated, situated consumers. The lawsuit, a copy of which was sent to GamesIndustry.biz, argued that the DualSense controller is defective as it suffers from a from a drift defect, a problem that sees recording that sees it recording input even when the player is not using it. The issue comprises or compromises the DualSense uh, controller's core functionality. The document continued, adding that Sony has been made aware of the issues through online consumer complaints. The lawsuit mentioned uh, the case of a player encountering drift issues as early as 10 days after their purchase, directly quoting the Kotaku report that unearthed the drifting issues last week. The lawsuit pointed, pointed out that the repair options at this stage are slim and also accused Sony of failing to disclose this material information to consumers despite being aware of the defect. Quote, as a re result of Sony's unfair, deceptive, and or fraudulent business practices, owners of DualSense controllers, including plaintiff, have suffered an ascertainable loss, injury in fact, and otherwise have been harmed by Sony's conduct. It continued. Accordingly, plaintiff, uh, plaintiff brings this action to redress Sony's violations of state consumer fraud statutes, breach of warranty, and unjust enrichment. Plaintiff seeks monetary relief for damages suffered, declaratory relief and public injunctive relief end quote <laughs> fran how do you react did you ever to want to be this? a lawyer blessing no no uh, never. No, I, mean, I have a good friend who's one i probably would love this um yeah man well for starters we i don't know the the, the facts behind this this is um a claim that it's widespread right mm -hmm. um and i don't I, I certainly know that it's out there i've heard a bit about it but i really don't know how widespread interestingly um, my brother has been having an issue and I don't know if it's the same one. And I, I still have like, have trouble identifying. He's talking about when he goes back to the home menu, 
the the cursors kind of like or sorry not only the home menu but in-game menus the cursor will like not just drift but like you know zip to one side or the other or something um and he said that he fixed it by pulling up on the analog stick and it clicked so he may have also Mm -hmm. broken the controller which could have been an issue but um it's really weird behavior so may or may not be related uh we know drift though is very common issue with analog sticks and nintendo king of them all um recently with the switch so i would believe it but i personally have no issues with my controller have you heard a lot of folks having this issue no not really and i think that's kind of where i come down on uh this story you know like this this very much seems to me like a law firm suing just in case right like what if this turns into <laughs> a bigger issue if we're yeah, the well. first there then and and this turns out to be a thing then we're gonna get yeah. paid uh yeah. this very much strikes me as that where like based on word of mouth i've not <clears throat> Nobody that I know personally has suffered uh, PlayStation drift or PlayStation controller drift. And we're kind of talking about this last week that that pretty much every console platform has had some sort of analog drift issue. Um, You know, anything with with analog sticks in the past has had that to some extent. And this very much seems to me like a product of first wave hardware being being launched and it just going to it. It's the fact that it's going to have issues in that first wave that will probably be resolved in a way that with Nintendo Switch and the Joy-Cons, those d- those didn't seem to get resolved over time. And eventually it seems like most Joy-Cons suffered drift at some point, which, yeah, which, which problem, made that right? into a big issue. Uh, yeah. PS5 controllers, uh, DualSense doesn't seem to have that same issue where most people are experiencing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody that's listening to is like, well, I can't get a PS5, so I'd be happy to t- report back to you. <laughs> but, you know, that's part of the mm-hmm. issue is there's only a couple million in the wild or whatever out there. And so until we really get enough out there in folks' hands, and uh, it's a bit early, but uh, I think you, you nailed it, which is like, hey, they talked to enough people that they deemed it like this could be a class action. I, I don't know what the minimum is for a class action, but um, they have their just basic minimums. And if they talk to that many people, they're like, yeah, let's get this thing going. Because if, yeah, if they win it, um, it could, I mean, it could be good. I don't know the exact, mm-hmm. you know, when they talk about monetary relief, uh, to me, it's like, hey, fix your controller. But yeah, you know, if somebody has like a broken controller and you think about those scenarios, and that's where you get, it gets interesting in what people want in terms of relief and other things, because it's like, well, I got this for the holidays and I'm stuck inside during a pandemic. So the controller's broken and you'd think they would just say, okay, well, we'll send everybody new controllers. Of course, that would mm-hmm. be the easiest solution, but they're seeking other damages potentially yeah because it's like and again, my it, emotional it, like state since december like i've it's two months i feel terrible you know yeah so you need to pay me for this emotional distress yeah i mean this this very much just seems like a just in case thing like i think yeah. we'll understand this more in probably about one two th- three years where yeah. we've had where people have Never had their hands in the dual sense for a while and more people have been able to buy one i think that's when where you'll get more people being like Okay, no, it seems like most of these things have issues, or it seems like that affects 3% of dual senses, and it seems like those have been phased out, or whatever. Like, we're going to get right, more. Yeah, what are the real numbers exactly? Exactly. And so stay tuned to see how that goes. Story number three uh, Remedy Entertainment, that you know from Control, just had a record financial year without releasing a single game. This is from Matt Perslow at IGN. Remedy more than doubled its operating profit in 2020, achieving a record financial year despite releasing no games. According to the company's latest financial report for the 12 months ending in December 31st, 2020, full-year revenue was up by 30% at 40.1 million euros. Operating profit comes in at 13.2 million euros, over twice the 6.5 million euros achieved during 2019. These figures make up. Uh, these figures make 2020 a record-breaking landmark year for the Finnish developer. This is all done without a new game release. Instead, success has come via the continued sales of, contr- of Control. Remedy launched the game on additional platforms in 2020, such as Steam, Xbox Game Pass, and cloud services. And an Ultimate Edition was published by 505 Games that included a next-gen upgrade for console players. With a record year out of the way, Remedy is on a is on a development heavy 2021. The company recently secured a, a deal with Epic Games, a new publishing label, with with which it will produce a AAA game and a smaller scale project, both for console and PC. Additionally, Remedy is also working with Smilegate on the single player campaign of Xbox exclusive shooter Crossfire X. Go get him Remedy. I can't wait to see what those Epic Games are. 
that's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to my head, which I was like, "What?" And they're already like pre-order paid, you know, from Epic on this exclusive yeah. game or games with them. Um, so that Remedy's been one of my favorite developers for a long time. They're so hardworking. They have been pushing the boundaries of technical achievement in gaming for longer than you know I can remember. Obviously, dating back to to Max Payne and and before. Um, so they're awesome, and I'm so glad to see them come out with an original IP. I know everybody was so excited when it won the Game Awards, you know, um, that year, and uh, for it to, to have such a big second year, too. Uh, and I still see people talking about it, and my friends are like, oh, man, you got to try it out, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm super happy for them. Do you think mm -hmm. we get Control, too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, th I think because of its just how successful it was and the way the game's designed, I mean, it is this... Uh, it is for them they're building their is a universe builder right so it's got you know now we know it's got ties to alan wake and there's references to max Payne in a different way but because they don't own that license anymore but um i forget i always forget the name of the book that is in uh it's in alan wake and now they've brought that into control and anyway mm -hmm. it's their universe builder so yeah i think you'll definitely see a sequel to control um full-on you know control two or whatever they want to call it but uh, I don't know when uh, that might be. Um, God, I hope I, soon. I, they're super fast. I guess I would say it is reasonable to think a few years after. So what has it been? Uh, has it been about a year and Yeah, uh, it came half? out in 2019. So yeah, like a year and a few months. So yeah, may, like they did the DLC. I mean, it'd be super fast if they got that out as a surprise at the end of this year. I think it's more likely, especially with the work from home status, that you'd see it in 2022. Yeah, I hope so. Them work, them working on it seems like multiple games at the same time. That kind of probably throws it off a little bit. But I, I don't know if I expect a sequel to Control, but I do expect them to do something in that universe because Control yeah. is such a cool, weird, unique game that I feel like, at, like as its own product, kind of like live lives by itself and drives home that world and that message so well by itself mm -hmm. because everything is so weird. I feel like that is probably so difficult to build on. If you're gonna make a control too, but if they did do a, I don't know what they call it, but some sort of what spit, like take on the world similar to how Control was a take on Alan Alan Wake's world, right. I could see that continue and and, and so wait, continue why, to sell. It's interesting to me to hear that. Uh, I get it from a, it's a new IP, but like, why don't you think it would have a sequel exactly? Um, you're I, making to me it almost sounds like you're like wait because of the way that is it the story? I think that the, you think that it's, or it's do you still do you have much more story to tell with that character and like with with that story it feels like it wraps up so well and i mean i wasn't like super deep into the lore of control because there's a Me lot neither. to dig into yeah. with that um and so maybe there's something there did you play the dlc no i didn't make, I, I still have the dlc so, installed i never so see i, never I think you would into it. be surprised is because like the truth is the way it sort of wraps is i'm not gonna spoil it don't worry chat but it gets to a point where you're like okay this this story thread has resolved itself, but what's mm -hmm. going on at headquarters there, there's a lot happening and you never really get okay. to the heart of it. And as you go through the DLC that you can see, there's a lot more that continues to happen. I mean, it's sort of their own little ghostbusters in a way. And um, I, I see nothing but options for them. And, and mm -hmm. you might've nailed it too, though. They could easily completely take a different thread and outside, you know, um, you know this this headquarters with Jesse and all that. It could even take place somewhere else in that world. You know you, what's happening you, elsewhere. So, do you think there's more story to tell with Jesse? I mean, there has been already in the DLC. I, it's funny. I'm like almost done with the third one. Uh, the sorry, the second DLC. There was multiple expansional expansional. Wow, I really need my coffee <laughs> today. There was multiple expansions, um, but there was two DLCs and uh, yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot more that they continued to tell. There was like her and her brother and all this stuff that that was going on there. So mm. I didn't finish the last DLC is my point. So I don't know what happens at the end of that, but my guess is yes, there's going to continue to be more to tell. So I would, yeah. I, would I mean, chat, chat, chat is telling sequel. me, chat is telling me to check out the DLC, and so I. I, in that case, I take it back. I'm looking forward to whatever you would, to whatever they're doing with control. And dude, you'll you'll be surprised. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if everybody. Here's my commentary on the DLC real fast, which is DLC two. The way I played, um, I wasn't a completionist in the first one, and I hopped into DLC two. Sorry, for control. I finished. Hopped into the first DLC, but because I wasn't a completionist in the original base game. 
uh, I found myself underleveled at times because the it, mm. there's no direction in the game of like go from point A to B to C to D. I mean, there's some, but it's not quite like that. It's a little like Metroid where you can bounce around, right? Which I love. But I found myself underleveled at times um, in a really weird way. Their scaling in the game is bizarre um, and something, frankly, mm. I think that needs to be addressed. But anyway, as I moved on to the next full-on expansion, which is the one that ties into uh, Alan Wake and everything, that was the one where I was like, it's 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 tinier, but it's very refined. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I really started to, and I enjoyed both, but I really liked their second expansion, even though it was a little bit um, uh, more straightforward. So, but but you got to check it out. There's, you know, the cool. I'll part check about it out. The, can you the, do you know if you know if you can start the DLC from? Because uh, I have control for PS5, which I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive if oh, my my uh, my data from PS4 carries over. Oh, but I'd I don't like to try it out I'm on PS5. Sure it, I don't. Uh, Chat, I'm sure it know. does. I'm sure it does. Because kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. If I have the PS5 version and I beat Control on PS4, can I boot it up on PS5 and jump directly into the DLC? How does that look like? Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Yeah, there's. I hope because I, I want it would be. But the, but the cool part to boil it down in a little simpler way is when you jump in the DLCs, you start gaining different powers that let you do new cool things that you'd be surprised. And it's a lot of puzzle work and jumping around the world in different ways. It's really cool. Before we get into our Chat next news story. Yeah, yeah Chess saying, Chess saying, saying no. maybe not, but... Now, you're, you're saying that the data doesn't carry over. Could I still jump in the DLC anyway? Or do, I have to, do I have to beat the game to jump into the DLC? Chat, why are you still on that? Let me get in to, uh, to our sponsors, of course. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses and sure, they all look alike. The same goes for pillows, but peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow, so you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. Kind of funny, loves purple mattress. Joy Noel herself has been sleeping on a purple mattress and says that she sleeps like a baby. You can try purple. You can try every purple product risk-free with free shippings and returns. And purple has financing available as low as zero percent APR for qualified uh, customers. Experience the purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code games10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash games10, promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Terms apply. We're also brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. That's right. Starting at the end of the month, they've raised, they're raising prices once again. Now you could just cancel your subscription and protest. Or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN. See, you might not know. That's that what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from what someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs. Using ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want my Netflix to think that I'm in. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can just switch to another country to unlock new shows. Right now, I could be watching my favorite new anime. Uh, I've been watching a lot, of, a lot of One Punch Man lately. I've been watching Hunter x Hunter. I've been on the anime train, and I've been loving it. What if I can get access to a bunch more? I can do that with ExpressVPN. But maybe the anime I'm looking for isn't on US Netflix. With just one tap of a button, ExpressVPN lets me change my location to whatever country I want so I can watch it. And here's the best part it's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. Use it for BBC iPlayer. It's free and only available in the UK. ExpressVPN is also super fast and works on your phone, laptop, and even smart TVs, so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. 
Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash games. Don't forget to use my link so you can get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash games. Expressvpn.com slash games to learn more. We're also brought to you by Logitech. Logitech G Pro X Superlight Gaming Mouse is, is designed with the world's leading pros to engineer the world's best competitive gaming mouse. With hyper-minimal redesign, Pro X Superlight is their lightest and fastest pro mouse ever weighing in at under 63 grams, almost 25% lighter than standard pro wireless mouse. Logitech G exclusive Hero 25K sensor provides unrivaled precision, speed, and consistency. Pro X Superlight delivers extreme accuracy and ultra-fine control uh, for complete confidence, especially during the intense split-second moments of tournament play. Powered by Lightspeed, Pro X Superlight is their fastest and most reliable pro mouse yet, and it's available in black and white. For a limited time, uh, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com. Use code KindaFunnyDaily, free ship 215 for express shipping today. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with promo code KindaFunnyDaily, free ship 215. Hurry now, since after this promotion, the promo code only, the promo code expires in three days. Fran, let's talk yes. about story number as i'm scrolling up for story number four for four, four, four uh google stadia is getting more than 100 games in 2021 uh this is from eddie mccook i'm gonna say mccook i probably yeah, mispronounced I that is. drastically eddie mccook at gamespot google may have shuttered its internal development studios but the technology giants stadia uh, technology giants stadia streaming service is still getting lots and lots of games in the future in a blog post, the company confirmed it has more than 100 games coming to, to, Stadia, uh, to the Stadia store in 2021. There will be a, huge, there will be a, a wide range of titles uh, from de- developers, big and small, across numerous genres coming to Stadia throughout the year. Some of the ones on the immediate horizon include Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition, that's coming February 23rd, FIFA 21, that's coming March 17th, and, and Judgment, that's coming April 23rd. Uh, Killer Queen Black, Street Power Football, and Hellpoint are also on the way with unspecified dates, along with dozens and dozens more, uh, more titles throughout 2021. Earlier in February, Google made the surprise announcement that, that it was closing its two game development studios with 150 jobs impacted. In a blog post from industry veteran and head of Stadia, Phil Harrison, the executive said Google is focusing on fleshing out Stadia's technology and will will back away from actually developing games for it. Fran, what do you think? Will this be the the savior of Stadia? More than 100 games in 2021. <laughs> uh, I, you know, Stadia's been such an interesting ride. I think that the headlines, it's easy to take that Stadia is dead because they canceled their exclusive, you know, in-house develop stuff. Um, but when you look at the numbers too, you're like, well, there was maybe a game or two in development there. Uh, we knew the one that Jade Raymond was helming. And that could have also been maybe the game wasn't coming together. It could be for a lot of reasons. But um, it continues on. Will will it continue uh, far into the future? All I can say is I'm still surprised that as much as we... I feel like we as gamers give Stadia flack like if we don't play it, but as a 4K HDR solution that streams from the cloud, it is the only one that you can stream to your TV, I believe, uh, easily like that. Um, The other services I don't think offer, you know, that level of like 4K and HDR Mm -hmm. and all that to your TV with the control and all that. So I give them credit for, you know, sticking to their guns on that stuff. So it's hard to say if it's in Google's future that they really want to continue down this road but it seems like it right a hundred games this year i am i have to imagine that's more than just well we already told these people we were doing it right like what do you think of the service you know i'm waiting on xcloud uh well now it's just called what just xbox game pass streaming yeah, xbox eventually game streaming yeah but like yeah. we're, we're you can't think about that like everybody's got their xbox you know uh series x and you can't just play 4K HDR off the cloud. Where is it? We're waiting yeah. still. Like this, I, I this is one of those ones where, like, see, seeing Stadia come out and be like, "Hey, we have 100 games coming to the platform." That very much strikes me as like a. By the way, we know we know you guys think that we're dead now that we've shut down mm. our internal development, but trust us, we got things on the horizon. There's still games yeah. here, and I just don't. I I think they don't have the stuff. 
Like, yeah, the them shutting down their internal development is them, I think, just sealing the coffin of, hey, <laughs> See, this is this is this is Google doing what Google does, which is, yeah, we have an idea. We're, we're confident in it because we're Google and we're powerful and we got the money and we got the name and we got the stuff and they they launch it. It doesn't do well off the bat. You give it a little bit of time and they realize that, hey, we just didn't have the stuff and they, mm-hmm. and they, and they shut it down. Them shutting down their internal development teams. Like I don't I don't, I see no hope for Stadia without them having exclusives and <clears throat> an actual with, without them actually putting effort into making that platform exciting and enticing for people to come through. Because yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head that Xbox game streaming exists, right? There mm-hmm. are other, uh, NVIDIA um, uh, yeah. exists, right? Like there are other the GeForce options. Now. Yeah. GeForce Now, yeah. There are other options for people Steam. who want to try out game streaming. Yeah, I, I think you you nailed it though. Of the There's that dissonant undertone that comes with the Google products, unfortunately. Um, and they're really good at like putting a bunch of money and power behind a launch of something, but you always hear that like scary little like, wait, what is that? Is that the shuttering of that service in two yeah. years? And unfortunately, I think that plagues Stadia. It's plagued it since the beginning. Nobody believed that Google wanted to stick with it, but they were going to prove it to you by developing their own games alongside it with AAA talent. And now they've closed that down. And so, of course, it's a natural reaction to be like, yeah, I don't really buy this. But in defense of the the tech, and that is one thing Google's very good at, obviously. They have a ton of incredible engineers. You know they're doing? They're doing really good stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm with you that I'm very skeptical that they'll stick with it. And that was the reason I brought up, you know, Xbox, you know, yeah. with uh, Azure and all of their services that Microsoft has to stream when the time is ready. They're going to offer exactly the same parity I believe, to this. We also know that PlayStation long ago had signed that deal with them to work on that service, which I don't think we've seen development on yet, right, with um, PlayStation streaming from the cloud. Like, not yeah. not that part of it, right? So we're still waiting. I, 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 Do you remember I, that? Is it a long time ago. Uh, partnering with... Yeah, Wait, are, partnering are you talking with about Microsoft. PlayStation? Azure? Oh, Azure our partner with Microsoft. I mean, Azure, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't Microsoft, think we've seen the fruition of that. Or, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we have. There's I think there's an argument ago. that maybe, maybe it's already there with PlayStation Now, but I don't. I don't know if that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. That was the thing. I haven't played like and seen if PlayStation Now has improved a, a, at all. But, um, but it, it was supposed to affect it um, in terms of like them developing in the cloud. But, uh, mm-hmm. but regardless of that, the point is, big gaming companies, Microsoft, Sony, are working on their own solutions that I believe will have parity uh, at some point in the future. I just don't know when. And so I feel like Stadia is the stopgap solution for now and i've heard nothing but actually good things overall from people who do play it i've hopped on just to test it a couple times and i am really surprised like right now probably while yeah i'm not going to do it because it could affect the video signal to you guys but if i if i boot up my stadia right here man it's shocking that you don't have a game you don't have a game installed and you just start playing it immediately on like decent settings i know that was a big conversation cyberpunk was their chance yeah that's really that's that's the thing I was going to bring up is out of all the saving graces that Stadia could have had, Cyberpunk should have been it. Cyberpunk should have been the thing that was like, oh, shit, this game plays best here. This game, the biggest game of the year uh, is, is running best on Stadia and I can get all the benefits of having a high end PC. That should have been the showcase. But Cyberpunk came out and it just wasn't what it needed to be in order to make that the yeah. sell for people. Same same thought. I was like, why are they not jumping all over this? I would have had so much marketing around the fact that Cyberpunk like is pretty solid um, as a solution, right, on Stadia. And there was like very little marketing. And yeah, I think you were just getting at the same thought there. I was like, yeah, maybe something's going on that they're not that gung-ho about it. Because I would have jumped all over that if I was serious about yeah. the service. So yeah, maybe, maybe this is like, um, you know, the last good year of stadia and then maybe it could be down next year but who knows man i mean i guess and it, it also kind of sure. depends on what those hundred games are right mm-hmm. like are right here they mention right like shantae half genie half genie hero ultimate edition fifa 21 and judgment which are all good games like those are great games but uh, like if you're saying that those are your leading titles for the year it's like all right you know, like all, every other platform also has yeah. over 100 games coming out. Like there are going to be more than 100 games coming out for PlayStation this year. But like if you're talking about leading titles, yeah. then that's yeah, you're going to need more than that. 
that's what's so interesting though about Stadia is that there's a few folks who get really into it as a solution and it works really well for them because they don't yeah, they don't have the latest and greatest PC setup. They didn't get a PlayStation 5. They got the original PS4 and like honestly, I've heard it's a pretty good solution for, you know, whether it's Destiny, whether it's um because it runs at 60 frames now on there, right? Um so if you're in that situation, it's actually a really good solution and mm. it's there's no point of entry other than buying the game, right? <clears throat> and using the service. So you can get the the pro subscription and all, but I believe you just need to um, sign in and, you know, buy the game on the service. So anyway, it, it is props to them. It is um, pushing the game industry forward. It's what I've always said about Stadia is at the very least, they're pushing everybody else to catch up and do this fast and, you know... Um, it's actually, unfortunately, it feels like it's gone a little slower than I expected it to, mm -hmm. which again is why I brought up Xbox. But um, I think it's people are still acclimating to that idea of you know we're still on, we're still on our ultra 4K Blu-ray vibe as gamers. We want the product, we want the highest res, etc. And that's the type of gamer I am. But I think we will eventually, you know, in the coming years, I guess, uh, we'll see a lot of people start to just. You know, skip on the hardware and just do cloud service stuff. So it's going to be really interesting now that we're getting so much closer. Fran, our last news story for the day: uh, Metro Exodus is getting an enhanced edition. This is from Sal mm. Romano at Gamatsu, publisher Deep Silver and developer for A Games will release Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition for PC via Steam, the Epic Game Store, and GOG this spring. The company's announced, like the upcoming PS5 and Xbox, seri and Xbox Series versions, which are due out in 2021, users who already own Metro Exodus will receive the Enhanced Edition as a free upgrade. Uh, here are all the upgrades coming to Metro Exodus for PS5 and Xbox Series X and Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition for the P uh, PC. They go like this, right? You're going to get full ray trace lighting throughout every light source uh, is now ray traced. Next gen ray tracing and denoising. Next gen temporal reconstruction reconstruction technology. Per pixel ray trace global illumination. Ray trace. There's a lot of ray tracing here. Ray trace <laughs> emissive surfaces with area shadows. Infinite number. Infinite number of ray trace light bounces. Atmosphere and transparent surfaces receive receive ray trace bounded lighting. Uh, are these all ray tracing stuff? No, they. they <clears throat> You're going to get there's a lot, lot of ray tracing. That's okay. You're uh, almost you're halfway through it, man. Yeah. No, I'm going to skip through the rest of ray tracing stuff. Just know there's a whole lot of ray what tracing. What? It has full ray trace lighting model support with color bleeding in every light Oh, my light God. Source. Can oh you my God. <laughs> color bleeding. Uh, then you're also going to get direct X12 ultimate support. That includes DXR 1.1 and variable ray trace or ray, nah, <laughs> ray you shading. You cannot say it. <laughs> that was uh, ray shading. Yeah. I don't know what ray shading is. I'll be honest. And then GPU, FP16 support, and thousands of optimized shaders. Support for DLSS 2.0, which is actually very exciting. I learned a lot about DLSS because because uh, and me and Andy huge. did a whole stream talking about that with Cyberpunk, and that is huge. That's awesome. Uh, they're also going to get a uh, 4K texture, 4K 4K textures added to the packages, uh, and then further bug fixing slash polish pass. Yeah, awesome. it, that that developer. Um... What was it 4A? Uh, what's their name again? Yeah, 4A Games. 4A Games. God, yeah. They're 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 crazy and crazy technical smart too. So same type of you know developer. Mad respect for the technical achievements that they do, and you can see their passion for it in this update. But um, uh, yeah, if you've seen, if it's a beautiful looking game and a creepy game, so definitely check it out if you're into it. There you go. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the new release of Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition, but that release so far away. Fran, if I want to know what's coming out to mom and grop shops today, where'd I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kinda funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got just one game, Super Seducer 3, the final seduction for PC and Mac. And I am shocked Is that, that, that a game is still coming game? out. I mean, it may, it might be. This was this <laughs> was a game. Super producer, I remember. Seducer. I we talked about a super seducer game. I want to say towards the beginning of last year, or maybe the maybe the end of the year prior. But there was one that came out not too long ago, and it got a bunch of shit. And so I'm surprised that uh, <laughs> Super Seducer Three: The Final Seduction uh, is coming out as a game for Oof. PC and Mac. But I'm trying to watch the trailer right now. It's rough. I don't know, man. It's it's basically oh, no. it's basically a game that is supposed to be teaching how to pick up chicks but it's very inappropriate and very kind of like something ooh. tells me this game is 
Okay, I don't want to know any more about it. Oof. Yeah. I just started so, watching the trailer. I was like, I expected this to be some silly 8-bit game, and it's all, like, live footage. Jeez. Yeah, I was okay. expecting it to be, like, a... Uh, back when you first heard about Super Seducer, I thought it was going to be, like, a Leisure Suit Larry, which in yeah. itself, kind of problematic, but also, you know, kind of fun, yeah. depending on which one you're talking about. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, this Super is Seducer not 3, what I, I don't expect. Know. Why is so much blurred out? kind of gross. Why is so much bur- blurred out? What's, what is, is there a lot blurred out? In this I'm like, not seeing gameplay anything. trailer that like just don't play people, it on can stream. No, yeah. Should, no, we, uh, should we not play? I, I don't no. play it on stream. Okay. And honestly, I feel like yeah, this is one of those games we're gonna find out has some like really seedy past as well to it or something. So anyway, who knows? Hey, I mean, if they made it to number three, you know, maybe they're scot free. <laughs> maybe maybe they they escaped don't the woes of having this. a shady do past. This. Don't don't. Who knows? Okay. We don't know. Is all I'm saying is we don't There's know. There's a lot of uh, punchins can... and zoomins. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Oh, is there? Oh no. Yeah. Uh, we do have some new dates for you. Uh, Gensu Skydrift races to PS5 and PS4 on March 9th, and apparently that uh, has some Mario Kart devs behind it. So if you like Mario Kart, check it out. I did watch some gameplay of it, and it it, it basically looks like I don't know how to describe it. There, it's a racing game. It's a kart racer with like people riding other people as vehicles you know like it's a, uh, when huh. i watched it, it was like a pixie that was like doing like a superman kind of flying motion but then like another pixie on top of it recommend people check that out we don't have enough time to check it out right now Gensu but sky drift races okay it's an interesting one uh and then overcooked all you can eat is coming to switch ps4 xbox one and pc on march 23rd of course you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games get your questions read on the show get your squad ups in just like alex irish did alex irish wrote in with a squad up on xbox and says i know it was never addressed on the show because it happened over the holidays but it's true the xbox the xbox 360 halo games are losing their online functionality at the end of the year i need some serious help from kfbfs to earn all the online focused achievements before they're gone forever in halo 3 and 4 specifically if you want to help out alex irish on xbox you can add them uh with the username alex space ir space esq that is Alex I.R. Esquire. Uh, if you want to add him on Xbox, help him out. Get them achievements in Halo. Do all that good stuff. Of course, you can write into Patreon, or not Patreon. You can write into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, let us know what we got wrong during the show as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Right now, I'm trying to open you're wrong, but I'm caught in a loop. It's not working. I don't know why. I'll try Fran, to open it. Yeah, are you, can you possibly open it? Working on it. All right, I see some uh, stuff here. Here no we go. It is opening now. Uh, let's see what people got for us. Let's see what people got for us. Here we go. Hey, Ray wrote in and says, uh, the control DLC is post-game, so you need to complete the game before you play it. The save doesn't transfer from PS4. Damn, that sucks, man. Because like, I, really, I would really like to just jump into the DLC on PS5. Why, why, what is, you know, with all these technical achievements, you know, all the ray tracing blessing, we talked about it. What is so difficult about a save file and copying it from one folder and putting it in the other one? I know that it's not that easy, but it is insane that cross save is not much more widespread. Yeah. This is a call to all developers. Please, even if you don't think enough people are using it just make it a standard because the people that use it appreciate it way more than you'll ever know and they are your biggest fans i'm begging the industry to make this a standard it can't be that hard yeah maybe somebody, it is. i mean somebody in chat mentions bless you can play the ps4 file on your ps5 i don't want to do that though you know i have yeah, you want to play the Ultimate. new version yeah, yeah, yeah i want to play the new version of the ray tracing all that nope. stuff i'm still i'm still probably going to do that or i might complete control the, the we'll, good we'll news is you can power your way through pretty fast now that you know that game. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's a short and game. And it's a fun game. Like, I like so, Control a lot, and so I'm yeah. not against replaying it. Yeah, a couple uh, of nights, frankly, version. like four or five hours a night. You'd be done uh, before you know it and on to the next. So. And then the last one here uh, is from the Nanobiologist, which isn't really you're wrong, but it is clarifying a thing. Um, that Microsoft-Sony deal didn't involve the PlayStation team. The PlayStation team wasn't even aware that the deal was being made when the deal was announced in any leaks report from The Verge. And so I think I knew that, but at the same well, time, Oh, yeah, Sony maybe that's why you were hesitating. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I must have uh, misremembered that. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, you know what I think happened? The news came out, and then there was, like, clarity on it. Yeah. Um, but I it's also, still one of those things where, like, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that those things would still be interlinked. Because, like, if you're pl- if if 
I don't want to get into a whole thing because we're towards the yeah, end. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. But if I you're PlayStation, be more and there, than we if there's a better be right. solution than what you have for streaming, you want to you want to take advantage of that, even if it is with a competitor. Um, but that's a whole other conversation that we can save for another time. Uh, yeah. This week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this: On Tuesday, it's Greg and Gary Witta. On Wednesday, it's me and Andy Cortez. On Thursday, Ooh. it's Greg and Tim, and then on Friday, it's Greg and our Kind of Funny Spotlight for the week, Julia Hardy. So look forward to that. If you're watching this live right now on Twitch. After this is Mike, Nick, Andy, and Tim playing some Super Mario 3D World. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.